This is the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacy Future Leaders is a podcast dedicated to pharmacy students by pharmacy students who are committed to making an impact on our healthcare system and providing optimal patient care as innovative and leading pharmacists. As Pharmacy Future Leaders, we dedicated our lifetime of service to others through the profession of pharmacy. We will consider the welfare of humanity and relief of suffering as our primary concerns as we apply our knowledge, experience, and skills to the best of our ability to assure optimal outcomes for our patients. And now, here are your hosts and Pharmacy Future Leaders. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Haley Ward, for the Pharmacy Future Leaders. Today, we continue with part two of our two-part segment on pharmacy rotations. In part one, we spoke about introductory pharmacy practice experience in the community setting. Today, our co-host Joanne Payo joins me to answer questions about IPPEs in the hospital setting. Joanne, thank you so much for serving as tribute for this episode. First off, I have to ask, how does it feel to be a P4? It feels amazing. It's everything that I dreamed of. Okay, so now that you've mastered IPPE hospital rotations, what piece of advice can you give me and all of our listeners out there? One thing that I've been using for my current APPEs that applies to IPPEs is this quote that I read on Instagram. There's not an author attached to it, so there's an unknown author, but the quote, the quote is, Accept things as they are and not what they should be. When you go into your IPPEs, you kind of, or I had this vision that it's going to be like Grey's Anatomy. I'm going to save lives and find all these major medication errors. And I'm basically going to be super pill woman. There was this expectation and it led to a lot of disappointment. IPPEs is just introductory, introductory, pharmacy practice experience. You are a student. The hospitals have real patients with serious complications. So there's not a lot that students can do. It's more observing and trying to learn as you go. You know, I'm so glad that you said that. I recently started my hospital rotation at a trauma center and I can tell you that I feel like I'm on Grey's Anatomy. I'm just not the pretty doctor saving lives, at least not yet. (laughs) But I have to say that this IPPE rotation has definitely been a humbling experience. I've been doing rounds with the trauma doctors, dietary, physical therapy, and other disciplines. And I now see what interprofessional relationships are and how imperative they are to patient outcome. That's a very good point. To work as part of a healthcare team, you have to utilize and apply skills taught to us in your, in your communication courses. So it's not all your pharmacodynamics or your pharmacokinetics. You have to be able to hold a conversation with another healthcare provider in an, in an appropriate tone. Okay, so now that you mentioned school and what we learned in communication courses, at the beginning of my rotation, I had a hard time and I kept beating myself up because the pharmacist would ask me questions and I would draw a blank. I couldn't believe it. I I couldn't believe that I was capable of acing exams. And when it came down to answering questions that could potentially actually affect the patient's life, the material I have learned couldn't come to mind. I don't know if it was the nerves of being in front of a pharmacist or being in the front lines, but what can you tell our listeners about this? Are we expected to remember everything we've learned so far in school? Should we be reading over our notes during the summer? Because let me tell you, I felt so disheartened and when I struck out 
So much so that I went on the Student Doctor Network page to see if there was others out there feeling the same way. And sure enough, there were tons of comments from students who were feeling the same way. They felt like they hadn't grasped anything. Well, I don't think you can prepare for your IPPEs. And I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but how can you prepare? There's no way you're going to know every disease state that you're going to encounter in the hospital. Um, of course, you should, you know, when you get there, you'll see a lot of, you may see a lot of MRSA and a lot of um, infections, but you have, it's basically something you see on the, you learn on the first day during orientation. The preceptor might tell you, oh, these are the common disease states. This is our hospital form formulary. Maybe some of the medications that we learn about in school is not on the hospital formulary or we have to learn some newer medications or ignore some of the older medications. Also, I'm going to give you the same advice that I gave Lewis during our last show, which is, Haley, are you listening to this point at this point? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. Go to Walgreens and buy a nice color lipstick, red, purple, green, whatever fits your mood. I and think red goes better with my look. Red, okay. <laughs> and just right on your bathroom mirror, I am going to make mistakes. I will not be perfect. Like repeat that. I am going to make mistakes. Things happen. Like one of my classmates was telling me how he didn't show up one day to rotation and he got in so much trouble with the preceptor that the preceptor actually called our director of the experience and he had to go to school one day and explain himself to our director. You're fired. Okay, so how do you fix that? How do you come back from a no-show, no-call? Um, because in a regular job, you don't show up, you don't call, you get a strike, or in some jobs, you get fired. So what would you tell the preceptor? Honestly, beg for mercy. Mercy on me. Okay, guys, just joking. Like I said, things happen. Our faculty directors are humans too, and they understand that, you know, life is unexpected. It's unpredictable. Sometimes you can, you might feel sick. You might have, you might have car problems. You might have to take your kid to the doctor, or you might have a doctor's appointment. It all goes back to communication. Just communicate with your preceptor, because I'm sure if my friend like called the preceptor. Um, I mean, that day or even emailed the preceptor that my director would have never figured, um, found out about it. So it all goes back to communication. Oh, I totally agree. I feel like if your friend would have um, called the preceptor and even left the voicemail, just communicate that he wasn't going to be able to make it, it would have been a lot better than just not showing up. That, that kind of showed that he wasn't reliable, but I'm glad that he was able to fix that. Um, we actually have an Instagram follower at Showbell Photography, and he says, as someone who has worked in community pharmacy for the past six years, could you please take me through a typical day at the hospital? Hello! Hello, our Instagram follower. Thank you for that question. Um, every site is different. So my typical day-to-day -day at my hospital site may not be the same experience that you might have, but I'll just take you through it. So on my first day, we had an orientation. I was given a schedule where I was told what I, where I was going to rotate through the different, where I was going to rotate in the hospital. 
So in this hospital, they had a lot of different pharmacists. So one week I was with pediatrics. Another week I was with the research pharmacist who does like investigational drugs. Another week I was with the antibiotic stewardship pharmacist. I would typically, typically show up at 8 a.m. I would look up the patients for the day, which was given to me beforehand. I would go over the medications by using Lexicom or clinical pharmacology. So what would you look up in, in Lexicom and ClinPharm? That's a very good question, Haley. So I would um, typically I would look at the disease state first that the patient is using the medication for. I would um, check the dosing because for some disease states, there's different dosings for the drug. I would also look at the side effects of the medications, drug-drug interactions, um, as well as any contraindications. After that, I would meet with the pharmacist and discuss what I found. You know, of course, I'm not perfect, so they would always find a way to give me constructive criticism or teach me something new. After that, I would round with the pharmacist and other members of the healthcare team, the nurse practitioner, the physician. After we finished that, um, that's around like one to two, I would get a 30-minute um, lunch. Then I would um, shadow the pharmacist during their meetings. I would get, at the end of the day, this is typically around 4-ish, 4.30 or 5, I would get some homework assignments and then I'd be released for the day. So I'm glad that you mentioned homework assignments because I thought it was only me. Um, I got um, some kinetics homework assignment to do and I was, I was freaking out because I hadn't done kinetics since, since we did it in school. And um, I was beating myself up about it and I was, I was freaking out that I wasn't going to be able to, to give this pharmacist the answers that he wanted. But it was a really great experience because he was able to sit down with me and explain to me how he got to the dosing he did. We were going over aminoglycosides and um, it, it was interesting because he just gave me a peak, a trough, and the time that the drug was given and the times that, that those levels were taken. And he told me, here, find, find all of the information. And um, it was a great experience to see him work through it, an actual pharmacist. Um, and it actually was a great experience to see that what we learn in school is actually applied in the real world. Because many times we, we, we think we're in class and then we say, when am I going to use this information? And, and that was an example of us using the information that was drilled into us. So that was actually really neat. So I recently had to visit a patient's room with my preceptor. We were doing a medication reconciliation where you basically verify that the home medications that you have on file match what the, actual, what the patient's actually taken at home. Um, in your site, did you have to do that? I did, and I, I love it. I love doing medication reconciliations. I love doing MTMs. I think that MTMs are such a valuable tool because it's where pharmacists can really shine and show their capabilities in their, in their role as a medication expert, as well as to show that they are more than dispensers. In the hospital, it's where the pharmacist has face-to-face -face interaction with the patient alone. It's a more intimate setting versus rounds where the patient might get intimidated or not be as forthcoming when there's like 10 people in the room with him or her. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. When you're having that one-on-one -on -one conversation with the pharmacist, you're able to establish um, a relationship. And, and, and with the patients, you're able, to, you're able to establish a conversation with the patient and let them know 
that you're there for them, you know, that you are the medication expert and, and you can give them advice if they have any questions about the medications that they're currently on at the hospital or medications that they're taking at home. That's the, that's the chance that the pharmacist has to have that face to face interaction. And that's a great point that you brought up. Um, and before this rotation that you did, had you ever worked at a hospital? No, I didn't. This was my first experience at a, at a hospital pharmacy during this rotation. Were you scared? Be honest. Very, very, very scared because you're dealing with patients who are really sick, who are just bed bound, and it makes you really appreciate life. Yeah, I can, I can definitely agree with that. How did you overcome your fears? I think that when I came into my first rotation, I was scared that I would have to do everything by myself. And I was scared that I might make a mistake and hurt somebody. Thankfully, my, my supervising pharmacist was always there with me or he always had another pharmacist supervising me or even a technician helping, making sure that I was being trained correctly. I think another point is communicating and being honest what you feel confident about and what you don't feel confident about. So after a few times I did something, he would say, do you feel confident now to do this by yourself? And I would be able to say, yeah, I do. But I was also honest about things that I didn't feel comfortable doing by myself. So I think when you go to these rotations, it's very important, like we said last episode, to be honest, just be very, very honest. Because if you do make a mistake, you're going to break the trust because you lied and said you were confident about something that you weren't confident about. And then I just said that you're going to break trust. Preceptors are very understanding because they realize that you are students. So just communicate. I think that's the best advice, communicate. I love that. Honesty is definitely the best policy anywhere you go. And you showed us that you overcame your fears. Tell us about the one thing that was your favorite part of rotating at a hospital. My favorite part is just seeing the different roles of a pharmacist. When I came, because this was my first experience, I thought the only pharmacists in a hospital were clinical pharmacists that rounded with physicians. Upon my experience, I learned that there are many different types of pharmacists. We have the staff pharmacists. We have the antibiotic stewardship pharmacists. We have the pharmacists who deal primarily with chemotherapy or administering investigational drugs. We have our administrative pharmacists. We have the pharmacists who are looking at the form formulary. We also have our managed care pharmacy. So it kind of opens a door and shows you that pharmacy is just not a two-way road. It's not just clinical pharmacy or community pharmacy. There's a lot of different um, sub-roads or sub-branches that students don't often get to see. Oh, I absolutely agree. And being in the hospital has uh, broadened my view on pharmacy as well. Been able to see so many different roles. You're so right about that. And you had mentioned in our last show that um, initially you had wanted to be a clinical pharmacist, but after rotating at a community site, you changed your mind. So what is it about community that you enjoy more than a uh, hospital? It's not necessarily that I changed my mind. It's just that comparing the two IPPE experiences, I liked community more. 
And the reasoning is that at the hospital, you're dealing with a lot of sick patients. And I'm a very caring person. And it was hard for me to see these patients just very sad. Like, when am I going to go home? Wait, I can't be home with my kids. You mean I have to stay here for another week? And, you know, it's very depressing. It's very sad. And there's really nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say to make them feel better because they're sick and they don't know if they're going to make it alive out of the hospital. So I think for me, just seeing the patients in those devastated states and not being able to help was a little hard. And, you know, sometimes they're not able to talk to you because they're in that um, devastated state. You're right. That's definitely hard. And it affects your emotions when, when you see these patients and what they're going through. Um, but also to offset that, um, working as a pharmacist in a clinical setting, you're helping them. You're, you're being the one that's intervening so that they can go home to their kids, home to their wives or husbands. Um, so I, you can look at it both ways. And I completely understand. I, I've, I've seen cases that definitely break your heart. Um, but to finish today off, I, I wanted to ask you, what can you tell those students who are about to embark on their hospital rotation and are absolutely terrified? Don't give up. That's my number rule, number one rule for everything. Don't give up. If you make a mistake, learn for, from it, do your reflect and correct, and then just try again. Just don't give up. If you screw up, then you screw up. It's really not the end of the road. Let's say you're a student who did horribly your whole P2 year and your whole P1 year. It's okay. Just try again. Learn from the experience. Learn from your patients. Um, try to see the both sides to every situation. So in the previous question, Haley gave me one side. You know, as a clinical pharmacist, you'd be helping those patients. And I gave another side. Yeah, it's kind of sad to see them there as a student. So always look for, you know, different perspectives because that will really help you as you're navigating through your IPP experience. And you can look at, look at things from your preceptor's experience, your um, co-students who are rotating with you, as well as the, um, the patients and the customers looking at everything from their perspective. Joanne, thank you so much for sharing your story and your advice with us today. Um, I'm sure that all the listeners out there who are about to embark on their experience in hospital rotations are thanking you. And um, I just want to tell you all that our experiences won't necessarily be your experiences, but learn, learn as much as you can gather from what we're telling you from what you hear from other people. And like Joanne said, don't give up, keep learning. Thank you all for listening. This is Pharmacy Future Leaders. The mission of the Pharmacy Future Leaders podcast is to support all pharmacy students by providing advice, direction, stories, and sharing with each other. Be sure to use the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders on all social media. We thank you for listening to our podcast. Please send us an email if you're interested in being on the show. Send your message to pharmacyfutureleaders at gmail.com. Just remember, never give up, stay positive, eat healthy, get your sleep, and know why you wanted to be a pharmacist from the beginning to help others live healthier lives. We are Pharmacy Future Leaders. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.